Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here. It is episode number 146 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are listening to the sounds of your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chop. That's me. I'm pointing at myself. You can't see it because this is a podcast. It is not a visual medium. Um, so the pointing is for me and Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Because he's here too. I it am. Is, it is the Fret Talk podcast. This is like podcast El Clasico. Um, <laughs> and it is starting the way that we mean to go on, which is largely self-involved and very rambly. Right? Standard. Yep. I mean, it's now, it's like day 400 of March or something, isn't it? <laughs> I, I assume so. I've, I genuinely couldn't tell you what day of the week it is. Yeah, I don't. It's what what month are we in? It's May, isn't it? It is May. September. I mean, September will eventually come around. Yeah, it it will come around. We'll still be sat here, and no one will be releasing anything. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of September, actually, uh, I wasn't going to mention this um, because I forgot, but now I've remembered um, that anyone who has um, uh, has shown interest, has bought tickets, or was just kind of generally interested in Effects um, Expo, uh, the, the one that we talked about on uh, Xander Effects cast that we did some weeks ago. At some point. Uh, yeah, we did it at some point. Yeah. Uh, that has been postponed. So it was supposed to be going on uh, kind of mid-September this year. Um, as we are unlikely to be able to, to do mass gatherings. And as it's the first one, um, and Alex was very concerned about the, the health and safety of, of patrons and pedal builders... I mean, it would be really horrible to like to be the cause of of coronavirus amongst like all of the UK boutique pedal builders. It would be it would it would be the wrong thing to be remembered for in the history books. Um, so he's he's postponed it. So that will be happening next year. So in twenty twenty one September. Um, the as far as I'm aware. Anyone who has bought tickets, your tickets will be honoured for the postponed one. You don't have to do anything. If you do want a refund on those tickets, you just need to chat with Alex. He's more than more than happy to do that. So uh, that's our little PSA for this week. I am like super bummed out that it's not happening, but I I completely respect Alex's um, decision to go uh, to go ahead in this this direction i think it's it's best that we we talk about uh the safety of our of our little community rather than um rather than kind of trying to rush it ahead and 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 come closer to the time and we we still might not be out of this crazy lockdown sitch or even if we are it's still not really gonna be all that safe so that's off to the chap, and I look forward to 2021 for when that happens. Um, so Matt, hello. Um, 
have you have you had a good week? Been all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like as good as things can be considered, I guess. Um, I've had a bit of a chill week, to be honest with you. Um, I've had a break from breaking pedals. I mean, building pedals. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I had a breakdown when I couldn't read how to solder an LED onto a board, um, <laughs> and. I got to the point where I was like, do you know what? Sod this. I'm never building a pedal again. I'm going to throw all the stuff away or sell it or just... I was like, do you know what? Let's just have a week where I don't even bother. Don't plug the soldering iron in. Don't do anything. Just leave that to one side. So I've not really done anything with that this week until like a couple of days later. I was like, you know what? Like, I will get around to it. I'm just going to have a little bit of a break. So the only time I've thought about it was... Um, I, because my dad is in his late 60s and has severe asthma, I'm doing his shopping for him at the moment. Yeah. And when I, I dropped it at his door um, and was just speaking to him through the doorway and he, he, I, like, he was saying, is there anything you could do for me? And I was like, well, I haven't got any spare bits of wood and I want to make a jig for myself to put a pedal in so that I can drill it without like hurting my feet or my hands or my... F- like, just free free holding a pedal and then trying to drill the holes in it not a good idea yeah um, i mean that is bad news bears right there that is it's, <laughs> it's got it's it's got like safety at work uh, video written all over it hasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so like I was, I was talking to me i just said look have you got any spare off cuts of wood because what i like i'm not spending 70 or 80 quid on a vice that i i, I don't have a work bench or anything so i'd literally have to clamp it to my desk and then unclamp it and put it away somewhere and i don't have anywhere to put it and i was like why don't i just build a flat piece of wood that i can screw down to my desk and have a couple of adjustable bits of wood so that i can screw into the face of the pedal screw into the side of the pedal occasionally i'll need to screw into the top of it and if i want to like mount the dc in the top or whatever and just that holds it in place so that it doesn't spin round when I try and drill into it and I don't have to like stop it with my hand or stop it with my feet. So <laughs> the only thing I've done pedal build wise is make a like basically like a, a homemade vice out a fixed vice that holds everything in place. Indeed. I mean the <laughs> there was there's something that I read when i was a lot younger with that little phrase that you just mentioned trying to stop it with your hands or or feet there's um there there used to be a (laughs) not very politically correct uh website called (laughs) english.com which basically it, it had like signs that were badly translated from kind of asian countries um, and there was there was like a, a warning sign for a chainsaw, and on this warning it says, "Do not attempt to slow down chainsaw using hands or genitals." <laughs> um, I, I I personally thought that that might be self-explanatory, but yeah, I mean it's written there, so <laughs> someone tried it. <laughs> Genius. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in terms of, like, the the pedal building experience that I've been having and having issues with, not really done anything on that this week. So it's mostly been playing. Um, I played my acoustic for a while. Like, I, 
I assume we normally record around about a Wednesday, so I'm guessing it's Wednesday now, but I'm not quite sure. So about four days ago, so I'm going to say Saturday or Sunday, Yeah, I played quite a lot of acoustic and was like, do you know what? I wonder if I can get a half-decent recorded tone, because obviously I've now got a setup where I can record the electric, and I was like, well, this has got a, a piezo pickup, but yeah. I don't just want that, so I want to blend like a mic with that. So if I record, like put my condenser mic in front of it and record that and then put a chorus and a reverb pedal because that's the kind of things I want on a on an acoustic guitar if you're recording like a rhythm track on an acoustic. It just makes it sound less dead. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. want it like Probably overly on. On. So if I have if I have that on the piezo pickup, record that, have that lower down in the mix, and then have the microphone in front of it, and kind of, and I think I've got what I feel is quite a nice recorded acoustic sound, um, and it's not kind of like just the generic stick a microphone in front of acoustic either. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to say like a professional recording sound because it's really not. It's it's amateur kind of bodged. As, as much as you can get but let's it's just it, let's it's not, not downplay you here Matt it is a it is a thoroughly professional and when you when you hear this you are going to be asking for the uh, the, the tips and techniques from Matt <laughs> absolutely yeah um, what you need is a 25 pound chorus pedal from TC Electronic a 30 quid reverb pedal from T-Rex um, and a bodged setup <laughs> you know what the uh, that chorus was excellent when I tried it. I was yeah. well impressed with that. Um. So yeah, I mean, like it, like my entire kind of shtick has been these these many many years that just because a pedal is cheap, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's bad. And and the the afterglow chorus by TC uh, is is pretty much one of them. I think. Absolutely, yeah. Like, um, I, I've had quite a lot of chorus pedals, and I tend to move them on very quickly because I tend to not like bad chorus, and there's a lot of bad chorus pedals out there. Yeah. Um, and this one I've had for like a year and a half now, two years, something like that. So, you know, it's stuck around. It's always been my backup to the Analog Man, which is in a very different price point. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, yeah. <laughs> So, like that—that's kind of speaks to the testimony of that, and um, the T-Rex um, reverb pedal as well that I've got. Yeah. I don't think it was quite. Th- I think it was like four, between fifty and sixty quid. I think I paid for that. Yeah. Um, and it—it's got three sounds in it: hall, spring, and room. I think. And you know, you've got various settings, and like you control the reverb, the actual amount of reverb, and then the like the, the decay. Um, and for a, a, a cheapish reverb pedal, that sounds pretty cracking as well. So I just kind of dialed in half decent sounds on that, and like put put the acoustic through that as well as kind of recording the room sound as well. Yeah, I mean that's the best of uh, best of both worlds, really, because uh, piezo pickups tend to be really kind of sterile and really bright. Um. And you can tell when when you're hearing just a kind of piezo uh, pickup. I always hated um, like live gigs where where they'd just be going through the the pickup yeah. in the guitar because it just like it had no no body to it at all, and it just sounded really flat. 
Yeah, uh, like you're not actually hearing the acoustic guitar, are you? You're hearing the strings, strings interacting yeah, yeah. with the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what an acoustic guitar sounds like. And that's the worst place possible. Like, I know piezo pickups are the easiest way to get an acoustic to, like, become an electric signal. But that's not what you hear. You don't hear the bridge sound. You hear the bit from the sound hole, which is, like, six inches away at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even the uh, like the guitars that have like microphones in the sound hole as well, they're they're not doing the right thing as well. Because what you hear is you you've not got your ear directly up to the sound <laughs> hole. You're hearing kind of a foot away or whatever. You're hearing the project the projection of that that the body of the the, um, the acoustic itself kind of resonating, and you get all of that kind of deep and rich. Uh, kind of tonal quality which you just don't get for a um a piezo and i understand that piezos are absolutely fantastic for live use because they don't feed back they're not like if you've got a mic up to an acoustic there's only so much juice you can push out of that and like you'll get bleed from like the other instruments on the stage whereas the piezo is really nice and isolated like in in your situation, like the the you'll get the attack of the strings with the piezo, but then you'll get like the the heft of the guitar with the the microphone a bit further back. So I imagine that's quite a nice sound, actually. Yeah, well, and that's what I was going for. I just wanted to see if I could do that, and I I got what I think is a a fairly nice tone. Like I say, you, you, I've managed to kind of get a little bit of reverb on there without having to use like. DAW reverbs and DAW kind of chorus effects because although the, the stuff on recording software is fine, it's it, it's digital and <laughs> I mean I mean yeah the, the reverb pedal is digital as well. You haven't got like a a tiny yeah. t- tiny little hole inside your pedal. Okay, yeah, but it, it's 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 the stuff know, in the yeah. pedal is is stuff that I would happily take out and gig, whereas the stuff on um, your kind of whatever your software you're using tends to be of a lower quality or more difficult to get a quality that you'd be happy with. I think, for, for me, reverb on a DAW is much more fine-tunable and much more honable than a pedal. Um. However, any other like modulation effects, any modulation effect that I've tried on a on a DAW, like the built-in ones, have always just sounded crap in comparison to, uh, in comparison to a guitar because they're not they're not fine-tuned for a guitar. Whereas a guitar chorus and a guitar um, phaser or whatever, they're all tuned to the frequency of a guitar, so they're only affecting yeah. a certain spectrum, and it's it's complementary to the to the frequency range um but yeah yeah I, i'm very um very interested to hear hear your sounds you mentioned uh mentioned budget reverb pedals there um i remember I, i've seen a couple this week actually uh, the same reverb pedal keeps cropping up again and again and again um and it's a tiny little pink i think it's called the Malocco spring reverb it looks like it's got like a barcode on the front uh and it's essentially just two knobs 
And apparently, they're really, really cheap, but apparently they are legit, legit little pedals. And keep trying, like, meaning to try one of them. Uh, the one that I saw today, like the, the board that I saw today, um, with with that specific reverb on, was uh, Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. He shared a, shared a, um, a post of his um, of his like most recent board, and it took me by surprise. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. Um, I've I've seen the board. Yeah, I saw the board. It was, I think he shared it in the Fret Talk group, didn't he? Oh, did he? I think so. Uh, I know you. Uh, wherever he shared it. Oh yeah, he, of course he did. Because um, uh, Phil of Pedal Patch. Because uh, he actually shared it because he was like, I, I bought these pedal patch uh, patch cables and they are literally genius. Look at how neat <laughs> my wiring is. Um, but what took me by surprise? I mean, like the pedal patch stuff's brilliant and whatnot, and like truly is legit. And you you've. Uh, had testament to them. Fletcher's had testament. Yeah. Like literally, so many people have, and I'll keep kicking myself every time I see a post mentioning pedal patch <laughs> that I haven't got off my ass and done it myself. Because I literally, I've got two packets of the fuckers up there. Um, I yeah. just, it's the commitment. I think that I'm scared of <laughs> is that I don't like. I don't know if I'm committed to the board. It's not the. The patch cables, the patch cables will be fine. It's the moment I wire up the board, it'll be, oh, but I want to change that that pedal out. Oh, okay. So I need to, I need to just like tear all the all the, uh, the pedals off my board. And go. This is this is what I'm sticking with for life now. This is. But but it doesn't need to be. If you've got two packets of the stuff, you've got enough cable to do my board two and a half times. And I've got 17 pedals on my board. You're, so you don't even have to... If you if you get to that board and you go, ah, do you know what, actually, I'm going to chop it out. And oh God, I've gone from a pedal that is side-mounted into a top-mounted, back into a side-mounted, to top-mounted, 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 and these are now too long. All you have to do is take it apart. You Just cut the, cut the ones that you've gone that are too long in half. And oh, right, yeah, you've wasted an inch and a half of this cable but you've got another four meters sat in the cupboard you've convinced me Matt. i think this is <laughs> going to be my next project it should but like i say i've i bought two two full packs and i've yeah. got a full a full set of wire on top of my wardrobe like the, a whole three meters of the stuff yeah. that came with one of the sets because i didn't need all of that length and i've re- rewired <laughs> the board oh matron Three, I think I've rewired the board two or three times. Yeah. So, like, I, yeah, you, you absolutely can rewire to your heart's content. If you've got two sets of the stuff, all you'll ever have to buy is if you ridic- buy a ridiculous amount of pedals and want to wire a massive board, you might have to buy some more connectors. No, to be fair, I think I, I only really want to wire at most seven pedals in. So I think I think I might be okay. You'd be fine. I think I might Absolutely be okay. fine. Um, but yeah, so like the the wiring job was was brilliant, and it's kind of kind of what I expect to see these days. But the pedals that Fletch was flexing, my gosh, you see some of those uh, some of those pedals. I, I noticed he had one of the special edition Kossoffs with the the medal on it. 
He did, yeah. He had a, he had a special edition class off. I think he had two uh, Hello Sailors. I think he had a Tate effects on there as well. It might have been a Rise of the Dead. Um, he had a Thorpey as well. Yeah. So, like, when did, uh, when did Mr. Fletch get so legit? This is... <laughs> I'm getting jealous. Uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, I had a little bit of board envy, but I think he had an afterglow on there as well. And I think he had one of these little tiny pink, uh, pink reverb pedals. Oh, he had a, a cab M on there as well. Like, so it's very much, very much the stuff that I've been coveting the, uh, the past year, pretty much. <laughs> so like kudos to you, Fletch. Um, and, very, very soon, I'm not going to mention when or what, but very, very soon we might be hearing something else uh, from Mr. Fletcher. So do keep your ears and eyes open because there might be a little little something, something on the horizon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so keep uh, keep abreast of that situation. Um, so you've done a, done a little bit of of dabbling with recording but you you shared a, a couple of pictures um about how uh recording didn't go so much to plan when you first started did it yeah so like i said i was playing the acoustic towards the weekend and then kind of like it was tuesday by the time i'd come around to deciding that i was going to record something um and I set everything up, and I got a nice level on the acoustic, and I got the the blend between um, the, the the piezo and then the microphone, and I got it all sorted. And I hit record, and I strummed an open E chord and snapped the D string <laughs> on my acoustic. Bring <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> and like. I, I was reminded by, like, when I went to get the, my spare set of acoustic strings that the, the last time I ordered the str- a set of acoustic strings was because I'd snapped a string and I didn't have any left. And the receipt was with them. And that was, I want to say it was April 2018. So those strings have been on that guitar for two years. <laughs> I mean, they, they have done above and beyond their, their kind of their time, Absolutely. haven't they? So. So, yeah, I've got no qualms. If you want a set of strings that will last forever, and bearing in mind, like, I, I play that guitar every day, even if it's only for five minutes, because it normally lives, like, in, in within reach of my right hand when I'm sitting at my computer, which I do quite often. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, like, it's it's the easiest thing to practice with, because you can just, you don't have to plug in, you just sit down and play. Because, so it gets pr- used pretty much every day. So I basically got two years' use out of a set of Elixir strings, so is this elixir, elixir acoustic strings i didn't even know they existed i've been using elixir strings on my acoustics longer than i have on my electrics ah right crazy yeah, Co- yeah coated i can't they're not nano web but they're it's the same kind of coating as that's on the um the electric strings anyway yeah i mean there are three different types of coating aren't there I remember yeah. Nano, Nano Web, Opti. Opti Web, and I can't remember the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the third one, isn't it? In the kind of orange, orangey packet or something. No, orange is Nano. Or is it the Nanos? Because I know yeah. Opti's a green. Yeah. What, and I can't remember what the other ones are. What, what flavour's the other one? 
I, I've never used the other ones. I've, I started off on Nano. I tried the Opti and wasn't a massive fan and just went back to Nano. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, yeah, I, I literally sat down to record and then snapped a string and then I was like, do you know what? Yeah. I'll just plug in the Variax. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like, I, I put the picture on and you were like, I'll just use the Variax. And I was like, yeah, I'll just use the Variax. And I sat down and um, there's... The the song I'd chosen, and you're going to hate me for it because it's a Foo Fighters song, was My Hero. Um, and there's a, yeah. there's a melody line that you play on the, to basically two chords in the most of the song. It's an E chord and then a C minor 9 with a melody okay. on the B string. And as I went to play that melody on the B string, the B string snaps. <laughs> <laughs> literally only you Matt only you <laughs> and those strings are five weeks old and they're Alex and Anna Webb so I don't know why don't know why that's gone but it snapped right at the bridge it and I've checked and there's no burr so I don't know what's gone on there I think I've just got unlucky with a set of strings with a, probably a slight fault on it yeah it's worth um, I, I, um, I emailed um I can't remember which company it was either either Ernie Ball or Daddario because I had a set of strings that did that. And I just I got onto them on Facebook and just went, Yo, look, here's here's these set of strings. I put them on like maybe two weeks ago and then one of them has just I think it unwound itself. And they they didn't even question it. They just went, Yeah, cool, just give me your address. I'll send you out a spare set. And it was it was sorted. So yeah. you might want to do that. Yeah, um, I might. I might do because it's pretty annoying. Because, like I say, I remember talking about it on the podcast because I I snapped it at a gig and then didn't didn't change the strings for a while and then I did just before I did that recording for you. Yeah, for for the very acts video that you still haven't recorded. I still haven't. No, <laughs> I, I I do apologise. I I seem to be in kind of a, a rut at the moment where I record. Uh, record the podcast on a Wednesday. Record the uh, the no talk all tone on a Thursday, and then like Friday it's released, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Don't need to worry about anything now for a y- while. Yeah, that's it. And it gets to Wednesday again, and I'm like, okay, I've got to do a podcast. And then yeah, I get in this this um, kind of rut where I'm finding myself with little like little spare time. Because uh, recently I've uh, done a, a few little redesigns for our, our logo to try and freshen things up a bit and and just kind of try my hand at something new. Uh, so we we've, I mean, you might notice on unless you uh, listen to this on iTunes, which the logo has remained <laughs> a constant. <laughs> uh, you might notice if you if you're on Android devices, it'll come up with like there's there's been different logos that I've been testing out. Uh and I think I think we might have settled on a on a finished product now. Look it looks kind of nice. Um yeah. so so we'll see. Um but yeah that I've I've been doing doing a lot of that where I've kind of been playing about with um with a certain um photo editing and like publishing and design um software um that have given a 90 day free trial during the uh 
the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've been taking advantage of that 90 day free trial and I've hovered over the buy now button quite a few times. Um, can't, can't, uh, uh, we'll, I'll talk about, we'll talk about this after the cast, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the program, if anyone's interested and if anyone does want to see if, see if, uh, like, Photoshop alternative is any good for them. Uh, it's a, a program called Affinity. Uh, so it's a vin- Affinity Photo, Affinity Design, and Affinity Publisher. Um, they're fantastic. Like the the programs are really good. The problem is, I mean, th- they're only like twenty twenty four quid for like a full license. You're like, yeah, that's really cool, but you have to buy each one individually. Um, and I'd use the photo stuff because I've I like I do the the podcast and I do like the um, the no talk or tone stuff where I, I like, like take the the thumbnails and and all of this. Um, so the the photo editing uh, software is really interesting and I'm like yeah I, I need that okay I'll go for that one. But then like the design one works really well for like the the uh, um, like logo design and and for like any um like publication stuff that we we do for the podcast i'll be like okay yeah i'll have that one as well then yeah um yeah and then the publisher one it, it's a bit like like microsoft publisher but less childish uh <laughs> so it's really useful for like kind of working stuff and like the stuff that the other two don't cover I'm like, oh, I'll have that one. And then, they, then you, you're like racking up nine on 80 quid. quid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a bit steep, but I've, I've, I have been hovering over the button like, just buy now. Just do it, just yeah. do it. Because it's like 50% off now as well. And then if I miss out on that opportunity, they're going to be like 50 quid a pop. So Yeah, and at that point, there's, there's, a, there's a big difference between dropping... 25 quid on one and then going oh do you know what i'll drop 25 quid on the next one and then going oh you know what i'll drop 25 it's a bit big different from that to 150 quid for the three isn't it yeah so <laughs> I've, I've got to kind of either like shit or get off the party um, <laughs> i've got to kind of weigh up whether whether this is better like this will enrich my life more than the current stuff that i've been using because like i've been able to do it without that program but it looks better now. It <laughs> sure does look better now. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll see see where I go with that. Um, not the not the most exciting thing that I've done this week, though. We're going to ramp up to that. So I did mention the no talk or tone, and this week was uh, was a, a fan fan favorite. This one they they were requested this one uh, in in multiples. More than one person asked for it is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the what I deemed the chili boost, and you you really don't have to be that, all that smart to realise what this is based on. Um, but yeah, it's a a, a modified Dallas Range Master. So it's like treble boost kind of territory. It's got a kind of tone knob, so it goes from like full range to where the original was, like a really kind of focused, honky, uh, upper-mid spike. Um, and then it's got a gain control as well. So, you, Whereas with like the, the original Rangemasters, 
to get the gain, you'd need to crank the absolute shit out of them, which is why a lot of our heroes are deaf. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so the, yeah. I mean, it's it was it was par for the course. Everyone was doing it. Who needs who needs hearing into their fifties and beyond? Um, so yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, Matt, exactly. Quality, quality dad jokes. <laughs> I knew that would pop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's got it's got like a, a game control, so you can you can crank it, but then attenuate it afterwards. So, um, it it's it's a really truly versatile pedal, and it sounds sounds fantastic. Um, on the video, uh, it sounded it sounded quite good actually through the through the clean ish channel. But you you understand really where where they they're meant to be used when I put the the uh, the amp on like the dirty amp. Did <laughs> you get your Marshall amp? It's cooking cooking a bit. Yeah, it's got a bit and then of you push it. Yeah, it's it it is it it's that spinal tap moment of going up to eleven, isn't it? That that's a, like when people use a lot of these in demos a lot of them tend to go here's my clean tone and then push the pedal on and they sound all right but that's not what they're designed for no exactly and which is what i did i went here's what you'll get if you put it through a clean tone and yeah it's a sound it it doesn't sound bad it can sound a bit boxy actually which yeah like it's it's a safe like I know I know you quite like the sound of a tube screamer into a clean amp, but I think it's shit. I just I just can't like clean amp tube screamer. Yeah, all right, it makes your strat sound not terrible, but I mean, play a telly or a Les Paul if you want a not terrible clean sound. Like I know I know the strat doesn't sound terrible. You, you know, I'm just playing up to my gimmicks here. <laughs> That's but- it, classic Matt. <laughs> what what do you think about delay, Matt? <laughs> Yeah, but like, I nobody really like Tube Screamer. The the thing that everybody who's ever made it made the Tube Screamer famous has used it for is pushing either pushing an already driven sound that they've got from their pedal board, or pushing a driven amplifier and using it as a lead boost to just kind of push everything to eleven or to give their sound that extra little kind of cut through the mix, even if it's for rhythm. But it's not just the Tube Screamer that's making the gain. The gain is usually coming from somewhere else, and that's the tone shaping. And yeah, it's the same yeah. with the Master. It's a tone shaping device. It's not a gain pedal. Yeah, I think the these pedals are very much kind of like the source, aren't they? You can't just have a... You can't have a plate of tomato sauce. Because yep. it's just... It's a bit acidic and a bit gross. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's incredibly people, yeah, sugary. And People look at you yeah. weird if you just, like, <laughs> with a spoon eating tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, but you put it on, like you, like, you put your tomato sauce on, like, a side with, like, your, your chips and your steak. That's It's like a nice little, ooh. Yeah, that, that bit of tang on, the, on those it chips. Is, Delicious. It's, the, it's the, the little bit extra just to kind of... Make the thing that's already good better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit of brown sauce on a uh, on a bacon sandwich. That's what we're talking about. 
red sauce on a bacon sandwich. Well, you, you, can go, you can go either way. You can go either <laughs> way. Um, I sometimes even go mayo um, or, or hot sauce. But I'll, I'll, I put hot sauce on everything. I, 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 I don't understand the mayo on a bacon or sausage wrap. I know plenty of people that do it, and I just don't understand. I know people have mayo with chips, and it's just weird. Yeah, mayo's, yeah, mayo's good with chips. No. Well, mayo is just an alternative to cooking up an egg, isn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> can't I'm, be. A... I'm, I'm not a mayo person. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a stereo, stereotypically white person thing, isn't it? Mayonnaise. <laughs> um, yeah. But like I say, I'll, I'll go for, I'll go for hot sauce. I've got a, a Frank's red hot sauce on the table, just for, just for shits and gigs. I have that on crumpets. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Just whatever floats your boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> I did. I had this sauce the once though, uh, and funnily enough, bringing it back round, it was a. Uh, it's called like hot naga sauce, um, and that was so hot it made me hallucinate. It was. It was like <laughs> I was sweating. I was. I was seeing figures around me that weren't there. I. I had to take a break. So I, I just splashed that on as if it was a. Uh, as if it was any any normal kind of like jalapeno sauce or whatever. Yeah. And it Na- wasn't. <laughs> yeah, Naga hot sauce. Ain't fucking boat, I tell you. <laughs> Fair enough. Use that sparingly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the treble booster, and that is my experience with hot sauce, just, just in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So... I, I did allude to that something something special had happened this week, yeah. Um, and it kind of ties in with something we were talking, or someone we were talking to, uh, slightly less long ago than the Xander stuff. Um, Mr. Adam Yeomans had had mentioned how he was developing his um, his pedal company Chevtone, um, and was kind of in the in the latter latter end of developing his two pedals um this week like we um observed p- proper social distancing um and he delivered to me the the number zero zero one prototypes of the honeyburst and the messiah so i've i've uh, been going through those this week um, and I, I purposefully didn't like didn't run the cameras with it, just so that I could have some some time to like truly just get immersed in the experience. Yeah, I think you like it's certainly for the first time of playing a, a pedal, especially if you like. I know Adam is at the moment very clear that he wants people's opinion on what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. And I think like for you to learn a pedal or learn what a pedal does and kind of get your own opinion on it I, I wouldn't want a camera on or anything like that or, or to even try and be doing a demo I think you've got to spend a bit of time learning your favourite kind of settings before you even try to do something like a demo yeah and unfortunately uh, I didn't put the camera on because I, I ended up losing a good half hour just to the first one like I didn't <laughs> even know where that, that went because I'd, I'd put Put the pedal on, literally just plugged it in and turned it on. Didn't even bother messing with the, the knobs of the switches. And it gave me exactly 
the uh, uh, Richie Blackmore tone in Mistreated by, by Deep Purple. Uh, so I put that tune on and jammed to that and did that like <laughs> a good three times over because it was just, it was that good. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. So like you can, you can imagine where that one's kind of pointing. It's like a classic Marshall, um, classic Marshall kind of style drive. Um, like even without tweaking much, you, you're getting, you're getting a classic tone. It's got, like the the current iteration has got like your two uh two settings it's got like a low low gain mode and a high gain mode and the low gain mode is your your martial crunch channel you kind of you get in a good solid kind of rock tone and that's that's where i was with this uh, um this mis uh, mistreated tone um neck pickup on the the variax on the uh, magnetic pickups just Busting out some Richie Blackmore licks, not quite as well as Richie Blackmore, if I <laughs> if I'm being quite honest. But I mean, like you you can't. I'm not saying you you can't ever get to that standard, but um, it, it's no shame not to quite be doing it to the same level as Richie Blackmore. No, he he was and still continues to be rather talented. Yeah, what a prick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, I was getting that tone, and then um, I had to play about with the, the controls. Um, so it's got volume gain and, like, a bass and a treble, which really useful. Um, in the in the high gain mode, I went uh, through to kind of... You're talking, like, Gary Moore kind of still got the blues, saturated lead... Saturated kind of martial lead tone. Um, but then... Then I decided to to be childish and and whack everything up to eleven. And I found a why, little. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, when in Rome, um, yeah, because I mean, part of it was that I was exploring every kind of every crevice of the pedal and and seeing how it ticked and and where where its limits were and whatnot. And so the the gain control on it currently works in a kind of like two thirds. Up to two thirds of the gain is your standard control. So you you go in lower gain to kind of higher gain. Like I say, the low gain mode is kind of your Marshall Crunch channel. So you're getting a decent kind of decent grit to it, but you're not really going into like super super saturated. And then the the higher gain is kind of Gary Moore opening up a um, a Marshall stack to to full tilt. But then you yeah. push it past that two-thirds um, kind of standard. And the way he's designed the, the circuit is that it's overdriving the the um, the amplification stage. And it overdrives it in a really, really sweet way. So it sounds, it starts to kind of like break up in a fuzzy way. So it almost sounds like you're putting a fuzz pedal in front of the amp that you've already got. So, and, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, which is why I ended up spending a load of time um, using this pedal. Um, so with the low gain mode, it's kind of like that, like traditional, like ZZ Top style sound where you've got 
low wattage uh, combos, uh, like spender combos, pushed beyond the point where they should really be pushed. <laughs> uh, like, and you're getting that kind of the the base gets really flubby and everything's getting a bit fuzzy and it's it just feels like it's breaking in the in the sweetest possible way. Uh, yeah. So I had a lot of fun with that, and then obviously the higher game mode. It sounds like a a full like a, a stack at full whack with a with a fuzz face in front of it, and it's just getting like really chewy and just gnarled up. Uh, I'll be I'll be trying to get some um, some audio clips and maybe some video of of these being used sometime soon for for like the the promotion and when when they do get released. <laughs> Um, I am very excited. <laughs> I'm going to be prepared though, because I don't want to again lose a, a good couple of hours to it. Um, yeah. So I also played the the Honey Burst, which is uh, currently going to go under a couple of revisions um, because uh, the one that I've got is uh, experimenting with uh, different diodes, and I think that the previous iteration is something that aligns more with what uh what uh adam had in mind uh for it but again like the, so the the honey burst is a kind of lower lower gain it's kind of full range almost kind of along the um along the lines of like the blues breaker or like the the blues driver where it's kind of full range uh and just gives you more of what your amp already sounds like. It's really powerful, uh, and it's got it's got uh, diode selections as well. the The current one has got between a, a, like a silicon uh, silicon diode in the clipping stage, the germanium diode, and you get it's a, like a feel thing. You get kind of more of a, a, a harsh top end. Uh, crunch with the silicon and it smoothens out a lot more with the uh, the germanium and it's just like if if the if the top end is kind of like your blues like the silicon is like your blues driver the the germanium creams it up and becomes more tube screamery in, in that kind of smooth rich saturation oh it's it's I mean the the name for it is really apt because it's honey honey burst and it you just like with that germanium setting you're definitely getting the honey with that because <laughs> it's just it's like that sweet sweet tone like it's, it's it's sticky you can feel it feel it under your fingers. Yeah, um, I mean you you need to stop selling me these pedals. Like, <laughs> I've already like even before we started talking about like because you you only really described these pedals to me in the last couple of days, I, and I'd said to Adam three or four weeks ago that as soon as he's kind of comfortable with them, uh, send them across because he on the um, the Messiah he was gonna change the way the diodes were between his original prototype and the kind of line that he's going to release and then he decided not to in the end so he was going to send me the prototype and then like one of the the, the set made ones and yeah. ask for like my preference between the two but i think he's he's obviously i think he's 
I think you might have heard both versions, have you? Or yeah, 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 I've yeah, yeah. played both. Yeah, and, and and he's kind of done it, and he's decided to go back to the way the prototype was. So he's literally sending me the prototype just to kind of. Um, he said, "Don't pay him yet. Play it, see what it sounds like, and then kind of make a decision." But like <laughs> hearing what you've got to say about it, and hearing what he had to say about it on the cast that he was on the other week, like I can't see that going back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every was. In fact, actually, I've got just. I've got the original of of um, the the pre prototype. This is this is back when because uh, the the prototype that he he's did and he's sending for you is the tag board layout version of this, which is like the. Um, I think this is probably a Vero build. This one. This is like the the original, so he, yeah. he has asked me to do a, a comparison on these two, and I loved this one so much that this was on my uh, on my band board. It kicked, uh, <laughs> it, it kicked my um, my blues break, like the one that I had made, and it it had to do do some pretty pretty decent tones to be able to do that because I loved that blues breaker. Uh, and I've recently refinished that actually, um, but I think. But that was, yeah, that was uh, that was the original. Uh, so I, I I need to test those two against each other. Um, but yeah, I can tell you, <laughs> the, the Messiah's better. <laughs> um, I did. I mentioned to you before the cast that this zero zero one, uh, I, I might I might end up losing that one. So, uh, so it doesn't go back. It might, it, yeah, it might go into my pedal cupboard and, oh no, I can't find it. Oh well. Uh, uh, you can make another one, can't you? <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't, yeah. have, shouldn't have told him that on the cast. Oh well. Yeah, you probably probably should have left that one for like... <laughs> I, can ed- I can edit that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like the... Like you talking about that has just made me remember the, the other the other thing that had popped into my head this week because I was like I was panicking going right well if I like the sound of this how do I get it on the board and the more I think about it the more I realise that I don't need to get it on the board what I need to do is as long as I just get another fuzz pedal I can probably make two boards of gigging quality <laughs> so. <laughs> If I like the sound of this, and I imagine that it'll do, in a slightly different way, a similar thing to what the Cossoff Drive does. It's that kind of classic Marshall yeah, yeah. sound, and it'll be, it'll obviously it'll sound a bit different, but it'll be that style of pedal. And if I have one board that's got the Cossoff with my Hello Sailor Tube Screamer, and another board that's got this with the Antares or swap the tube screamer and the, the Antares round for like kind of the, the lead boost um, and then have Hotcake on one board and OCD kind of on the other. I've then got enough different drive sounds that I've still got a range master to fit on one of the boards <laughs> and then stick like either the, the, 
there, the Razor Dead on one. Maybe I need a Razor Dead Germanium just to kind of like <laughs> compare the two. And then I can have one of them on either board. And then all of a sudden I've got two boards worth of drive pedals. Yeah. I've already got backups for all of my main pedals on my main board. So, and then I could have like specific band boards. So like, I don't actually need an Octava for the second band or the, the, the band I've drawing most recently. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll just have my OC2 on the main board. I won't need an, an Octaver on the other one. And then, like, I don't need a delay pedal with my first band, but I do with the second band. So, like, I'll, yeah. the, where the, where the Octaver would have gone. And so maybe I need to downsize the board, but, like, I, I've not finalized this, and this is just all the things that have been going through in my mind. But, like... <laughs> you like, might, Yeah, you might have reached a, a solution to... To a problem that yeah. didn't exist. Well, yeah, r- rather than having one giant board... F- that fits two bands. You could have two slightly smaller boards <laughs> that will fit yeah. each band individually. And it means... Yeah, and like, at a push, I could do a gig with the other band without the the one or two pedals that would have to drop off. Yeah. And it, it does mean that if we are ever in a global pandemic situation again, you might have one of the boards away at storage. Yeah. But the likelihood of having both of them away, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the hope is that I won't be in this situation again where I have no access to the large proportion of the pedals that I prefer. Yeah, I'm um, just kind of thinking off the off the top of my head with this. You mentioned you might might go for a raised to the dead germanium. I'm thinking, um, recently, um. He's been doing a, a lockdown fuzz, hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> he has. I mean, and I think like there's Germanian ones of those, and y- y- they'll the, be different and and yeah, okay. yeah, and they're and, cheaper. Uh, and they're in gold hammeroid finish as well. Well, the the he has been doing them in them, and they look absolutely fucking fantastic. So. They do. Yeah, it might be worth See, might be worth looking out for one of them. I like the idea of that, but I also like the the, the black ones that he's doing, the like kind of fettled black kind of I, I dunno, like I Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's time just after this cast that you go on tatefx.co.uk. Yes, you're right. See what he's That's tatefx.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know, like listeners will have noticed if they're in the Facebook group that um, one of the, the I think the coloured Anteras that he's been doing at the moment have got transfer fronts and he kind of messed up one of the transfers, either that or the printing company he got them from printed the finish slightly wrong on the red one and he, so he had an, an Anteras that was B stock and I, I, I say B stock with like air quotes Yeah, I still can't see it there was a slight small like I think if you look in the top right hand corner, there's like a little bit where the 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 design isn't quite right. Okay. And I like you or I probably wouldn't notice it, but Stuart's decided that it's now a B stock and has knocked some cash off. So I shared it in the group straight straight away because <laughs> I wanted our listeners to be aware of it. So if yeah. I ever see stuff of Stuart's that's that's that is classed as B stock, I'll always share it in our group because Yeah, it's not it's not B stock at all. It's, it's, He's lying it, to you. 
Yeah, like both the ones I've got have technically been B-stock. One, because he took it to some guitar shows on a board. Yeah. So it was used. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it, it, it's got to get that away. He said it was scuffed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the Razor Dead I've got, he ran over it with his drill when drilling it. And there's a slight scratch that you can only see if you look at it side on with the light shining directly on it. Oh, it's definitely B-stock. In fact, that's C-stock. It should have more money taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I know a certain person who's I not that red antares by the way. Oh, by the time this cast comes out, it may may even not be. <laughs> yeah, it probably has gone. That's why I shared it in the Facebook group rather than just talking about it now. Because by the time this cast is released, I mean it's been on. It's been it'll have been discounted for seven days. It's probably gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just just double checking because I think it's already uh, gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I can almost guarantee it because the message that I've just got is, uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, Mr. Mr. Yeomans, by the way, who is is this? As <laughs> he says, yeah, I think I needed Antares, and I went, you're going to get no arguments against that from me. I've I've been very vocal about how awesome that pedal is. Um, yeah, and he's uh, he's recently sold a guitar as well, which he has. That'll give him a bit of cash. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And we all know when you sell a guitar, it's to fund another purchase in the guitar world. Well, I mean, he was he was talking about a Captor X. I was like, that that'd be a very good, that'd be a very wise purchase. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what what happens there. He'll probably have bought and sold another guitar by that point. Um, we are close to the end of our podcast. However, I have remembered one thing that we were going to do this week. Um, and this is going to be the. Worst possible way of doing this. Are you not going to, like, play it down the microphone from your phone, are you? I am going to play it down the microphone from my phone. I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert the actual audio into the uh, podcast. So for you listeners, it won't sound like this. Um, however, for us, it will sound like this. Hello, it's Marcus here of Marcus Deluxe Pedalboards. Of course, yeah, that's Marcus Deluxe Pedalboards. Um, you both seem to be fans for some reason or another, of the Line 6 very flaps. If there was, however, something you could change about it, or multiple things you could change about it, like turn it into a proper guitar, what would those or that thing be? Anyway, cheers. This is from a a feature that I shared. I forgot, it's completely forgot that we had it. Um... But I was I was poking around on our um, on our podcast. Uh, I don't know what you call it. The provider, the service that we use to cast the podcast, um, and they've got a really helpful little tool that if you go, if you click on that link, uh, you can do it on a on a browser on a computer, or you can do it on your phone. You've got the app. You click on that link. It sends you through to a place where you can record a question for us to play it live. That was Marcus Deluxe of Marcus Deluxe Pedalboards. Yes, you're right. Marcus Deluxe Pedalboards. Uh, also the YMAG podcast. Um, and he asked us, essentially, like, if there was anything that we could change about the Variax, what would we do? So, Matt, you, you've, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got a response to this, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my very first thing uh, when you sent me the audio clip was the first thing I changed about the Variax is the opinion of snobs on the Variax. 
Foy, 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 foy. Um, because I think, like, as, as much as, like, obviously, we're say, I'm saying it as a joke, like, yeah. I do think that people's opinions are, are coloured before they actually hear it. Like, I would imagine that most of the people that criticise the Variax have never tried a Variax. Yeah, I think the the problem with that is they're very hard to uh to come by. I I was actively interested in the Variax and the two times I went into a shop to try one, they had the guitars there but they didn't have batteries charged for them. Um so like even if you can find a shop that stocks the Variax unless they are like shit hot or, or unless you can like phone phone ahead and ask them to charge your battery for you then chances are you'll be able to play the guitar but not try the tech and that's kind of what the point of it is yeah yeah and i i, I get that but like at the same point you're therefore punishing the company and the the, the product yeah for the downfall of the shop who's trying to sell you that product rather than punishing the shop you're punishing the product because you can't try it and i i would urge anybody who has an opinion on the variax who hasn't tried one to find somebody who has one or find a shop that has one and actually go and try the thing with the with a battery on full charge once it goes below three bars so once it's on two bars or one bar i yeah. I would almost go to say, leave the jack in it overnight, let the battery drain, and then charge it again. Yeah, um, I mean, you you get the kind of the ballpark of it, but it it loses a bit of punch, doesn't it? And they, they don't quite sound as uh, as authentic as they do when you are at full charge of the, the batteries. Yeah, and and to be fair, like that that first half the charge. So if we say that there's four bars on the back, four and three absolutely spot on you can't you can't tell a difference i would say that lasts for three and a half hours ish yeah so you're getting a gig length out of that like you you don't have to worry as long as you've charged it before the gig you are you are going to be able to gig so it, it's it is a, a, t- a tool that you can use live and i i do use it live like i said like i i especially with a new band where i've got 12 string stuff and acoustic stuff and stuff with drop tunings yeah yeah it's it's absolutely a fantastic tool for somebody in a covers band who needs to cover a wide wide variety of sounds who doesn't want to spend their time having a Telecaster in Open G to play their status quo, having a, another Telecaster in standard tuning to do some 50s and 60s rock and roll, having a Strat, having an Les Paul, having a 335. Like You've got all of those sounds in there, and they sound legit. Yeah. Um that and that's the crux of it, isn't it? Because if if the sounds were what we perceive the quality of, like the original pod um, sounds are the equivalent of today's kind of helix, yeah, you would probably find the effort to have that Telecaster in the Open G and to have a twelve string rather than have to suffer the absolutely. Whereas it it is it's it's honestly it's a, it's a very very good saying like like we said it's not one hundred percent one hundred percent of the time the uh the tunings 
sometimes if you if you go in like ridiculous tunings, you can you can kind of notice. Uh, it's like ninety five percent, um, and and it, but it's good enough. Like it is a good enough quality that you it doesn't snap you out of that that kind of inspiration. If you put yeah. like on a strat tone, you get into that strat zone. Absolutely. That that's a, that should be their tagline, shouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. But you're like, yeah, you, you put the put the Les Paul model on. You're suddenly playing rockier stuff. You're suddenly playing like you're suddenly riffing the fuck out. Um, and and you get you get into that kind of vibe, even though the feel of the instrument doesn't change, like the feel of the neck doesn't change. You start to feel the the connection you do with that sound. Uh, so I I completely agree with you. I think it would probably bowl people over more if they heard it. So yeah. if we're now talking kind of next iteration of Variax, what would you what would the features that you would like to see uh, right. on that? Immediately the first thing I would change about it is have a functional working way to create custom banks because the their their software is useless and re- realistically I don't want to have to plug my guitar into a computer to create a custom bank. I want to be able to somehow on the guitar say, right, this setting, if I press and hold the setting button, it copies the setting that I've got, and then I'll go to custom bank one, put the selector at position one, and then press the button again, and it's copied that sound I pressed and held over onto custom bank one and then i've got the les paul neck pickup on the the neck pickup selection of custom one then i go to the telecaster and i want the the telecaster neck pickup in position two and i press down and hold copies that sound take it take it back over to uh, custom one custom bank one again press it again and it's pasted onto there and just just that functionality would make it from a fant- like a really good working tool to almost a perfect musician's tool because it's so difficult to use their online their their workbench software that I still haven't got the hang of it. I've tried I've plugged it in three times now and I still haven't got what I want out of that custom bank. If I could just copy and paste the the sounds that are already in there into a, the custom bank. You've literally got a bank called custom one and a bank called custom two at either end. I just want to copy the Les Paul bridge, the Telecaster bridge, the 12 string and the six string acoustics onto one bank so that I don't have to twist a knob as well as change the pickup selector when I'm switching between stuff in the middle of a song. Um, do you know the way that you just described how like this, this futuristic way of copying banks? Yeah. That actually exists. Pretty much the way that you just described it as well. That li- that is literally a feature on the on the Variax. What you you can you can copy banks from one one place to another by using a, a, a like a various um, hold and and twist the knobs function. Why have you never told me this before? Um, you literally just need to like. 
go on online oh. six's youtube channel and there's like a three minute demo of how it works right well that's that's not going to be a great thing for me to want to change on the prairie axe if it's already fucking in there is it <laughs> well yeah there you go so i mean what what we do need to change is uh user <laughs> manuals i guess is that they should be compulsory yep. <laughs> um yeah so i it's to a to a degree i i uh i agree with the fact that the 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 workbench doesn't quite work as seamlessly as it should and if they had like like a phone app where you could like yeah almost like the the tc pedals do with that beam absolutely if they had that for okay i wanted to create a custom uh, custom patch but i don't want to pull out this connector box and that connector box and i don't want to have to connect to a guitar like to the pc and to an amp all at the same time yeah i completely agree that would be like tone printing your custom banks would be absolutely fantastic doing it on the fly beautiful yeah uh that that would be a, a really really cool fun- function um what i would like is uh, a way of bypassing the the battery so i could literally just plug in um without having to charge because a lot of the time that's what it stands between me and having a really good time with the variax is the fact that i've not put the prior work in to charge it yeah um so if they had because the, the original ones you, there was like a little di box thing where you could attach it via um the l6 link which is essentially an ethernet cable and it would you'd be able to play without having to charge it which was fantastic um that it was just it was slightly inconvenient because you were stuck to having these ethernet style guitar cables and you were stuck to that length uh so like just a more convenient way of doing that would be fantastic because i'd i'd have one of those set up on the pedal board that I um that I demo with and I'd just rock rock out on, on Variax modes more often. Uh I know they do it like if you've got like the the full fat helix, there's like the L6 link and you can have it change patches on your Variax as well as changing your amp sends and whatnot. Um but you're really having to go down the, the line six route there a load. Yeah and that, that changes the price that you're paying for it considerably because what how much was the the very standard it's like 420 is it yeah 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 uh something like that i think i paid about 400 for mine yeah and obviously i've got the the, the jtv so mine was about 600 quid but um yeah, yeah like the, the what's the helix these days like 800 quid so so i think the, the yeah the cheapest one you can get with the line six link is the the lt which is about 800 yeah yeah, so like by the time you've bought the guitar as well, that's twelve hundred quid. Yeah, that's that's an and, entire rig that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a very different kind of beast if you you want to go down that route to to get what you want. Yeah, uh, like if we're talking about stuff which isn't just kind of really boring mundane functionality stuff, which I <laughs> I think w- was uh, not what the spirit of the question was about. <laughs> um, one thing I'd I'd like to see like if at all possible the way that Kemper's profile amps I'd love to be able to profile pickups on guitars that I've got 
that would be amazing. Yeah, so because at the moment I don't know how you'd do it, but that no, would be no, amazing. Neither do I. I don't know. I don't know what the logistics behind that kind of process would be. But at the moment, on the Variax, you've got a set of strap pickups. You can, I mean, you can alter them a load. You can alter like the the uh, the values of the pots and the values of the capacitors that go with it, as well as like the output volume of them. So you can you can kind of change them tonally like like that. But you've you've essentially got you've got a strat set of pickups, you've got a telly set of pickups, you've got a set of Les Paul pickups. Although in the humbuckers they've got a few more versions because they've got like the the eighty nine humbuckers which are like the the ceramic hot rodded buckers and yeah and whatnot. But you've you've still you've only got a version of each of these pickups. Whereas I've got seven different tellies. Yeah, <laughs> with seven different sets of pickups in them. Exactly, and I've got I've got however many humbucker guitars. I've got however many strats. I've probably got about six strats or six strat style guitars. Each of yeah. them sound different, not only because they've got different body woods and the different makes and whatnot, but because the pickups are different. And like I'll go to my strat, uh, sorry, the Stratotelli, the Fletch Stratotelli. If I want to do this certain style, because they're like a really smooth Alnico 2 sound, or if I want a really bright, uh, really kind of, almost kind of modern sound, I'll go to the Variax. They're different, different like pickup sounds. And if there's a way to get different banks of pickups for your Variax, I would be, I'd be so happy. Yeah. I think that that'd be like ways of profiling Profiling pickups would be cool. Or just an update where you get like maybe an extra set of strap pickups, an extra set of tele pickups, an extra set of so and so forth. Yeah. That'd be yeah, really that cool. would definitely be cool. Um just thinking about what's available on the market, obviously the JTVs have gone, the, the James Tyler stuff is no longer available. Um yeah. Biggest thing I would tell Line 6 to do right now is release a hardtail, whether it's a hardtail strat or whether it's a telly or whether it's a Les Paul shape or whatever they want to do, release something without a fucking trem arm on it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, lot of discussion in this, in the kind of the Line 6 forums that people are kind of almost petitioning to say, put the Variax in some Rev Stars. I mean, do it. Because... <laughs> Yeah, because like people absolutely love the Rev Stars, and I I played one at the Birmingham show, uh, and it was it was really really cool. Like, I've played three or four; they're yeah. fantastic guitars. Granted, the one that I played was um, like a Japanese master built one, so it was it was supposed to be good. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it felt really cool, and it's it had that kind of um, vintage look, but modern ish accoutrement so it played played like a modern guitar uh and in fact i played two i played uh, i played the master built one and i played played a, a lower spec p90 one and they were both very very good yeah so like yeah put put variax tech in a um in a rev star or in a couple of rev stars yeah i mean it, like it cut like it's it, at the end of the day they Certainly, the James Tyler ones. They had two humbucker versions. They had the the HSS. They had a triple single coil one. Yeah. So they they've they they're able to put it in different body shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the the uh, was it the sixty nine was essentially like a 
almost kind of like the midpoint between a, a Les Paul and a um, that and was telly. the 59 my one is the 69 oh is yours 69 there you go then the 59 yeah yeah the, mine's the 69 because it's a it's a rosewood board strat which I think is 69 59 was the like yeah, the, Les Paul L- shape L- which L- was like half it was halfway between a Les Paul and a telly and just looked very weird <laughs> it did but they had hard tiles on them Yes, uh, yeah, but that's that's the kind of thing I would I would like to see available again because it's it's gone. Like I I just want a hardtail. Like personally, I really like the shape of the sixty nine because it's like an offset strap. Like the 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 body, it's not like symmetrical at the at the base of it. Like if you're hanging the guitar on a wall, the bottom of it isn't symmetrical. It's like shifted off to the right, so it's yeah, almost yeah. like an offset strap. So I really like the the look of it. I just would prefer a hardtail. So I've made my strat into basically a hardtail by screwing the screws as far as they go putting five springs in the back absolutely um but yeah i think hardtail options would be cool um left-handed versions as well i think i think they do very limited left-handed versions but possibly but yeah, yeah. It doesn't really affect um, me but I, I hear it's a thing um if i was going to change one thing about my one yeah the volume part is far too stiff i can't do volume swells um oh. and it's the only strat style guitar that i've got that isn't a pink sparkle strat <laughs> um which is now covered in stickers so i can't really use that at somebody's wedding <laughs> i mean now, now you mention it i think my uh my volume knobs relatively but yeah it's it's it's, it's not a f- it doesn't feel free flowing like yeah there's I, I I assume because it's got to deal with the mecha- like the the magnetic pickups and the technology as well that it's not a standard style pot yeah and there's a bit more resistance in there um and I would like to be able to do volume swells there's a couple of songs that we've gone to put in the set in the set in either band that I've needed to do them I don't have anything where I can easily reach the volume part apart from this and the pink sparkle the pink sparkle I can't use for weddings so that's out yeah. because 80% of the gigs that I play are either private functions or weddings. Um, so I'd, I'd gone for the Variax and I just, with my little finger, whilst playing the guitar as well, I, I I can't put enough force through without having to grip round it, at which point once I've, I've gripped round it, I can't reach the lower strings, so I can't do the volume swelling at all. Yeah. So I need to get myself a strap, but that's a, that's, that's a different discussion. But I'd like to just be able to do it on this. I just... The way the the volume pot is, I can't do it. Yeah, uh, it's I, it's not been something that's been a problem for me. I, I I largely haven't tried to do volume swells in a while. Um, but yeah, now I can I, I can get get on board with that. Um, I think yeah, I think we fixed the Variax there. I think, um, Variax two point If you're listening, Yamaha Line Six, we'll uh, we'll take a cut. But it'll only be a, a very small, like one two percent at most. Yeah, of all future revenue. <laughs> yeah, of of line six and not, not profit revenue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's probably probably a good place to end it uh, for this week. Thank you, Marcus, for sending in that that question, and I hope we uh we answered it. Uh, you've you've probably switched off by now because it's far too much um, very <laughs> talk. But thank you anyway. Um, speaking of stuff, Patreon. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Patreon people. Yeah, yeah, you. We love you. <laughs> um, 
the people who support us on Patreon are, let's see if we can do this without the paper, Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ, Mr. Joe Richardson, Mr. Max John Gibbons, and there's one more. Mr. Huge Erection. <laughs> yeah, we love you. We love you. We love a huge erection. Um, so if you want to be one of these patronizers who gets your name read out and occasional little love notes from me, um, it will be a $2, as little as $2 a month. Uh, I mean, you can, can give us more if you want to. Uh, if you pop over to patreon.com slash fret talk, you will find out what's a gawaning. Um And yeah, if you want to catch us online, it's uh, Fret Talk Podcast at Facebook, where stuff happens. Like, I'll put in a link uh, to uh, the, the um, podcast provider so that you can have your own questions read out on the podcast. Like, literally, your voice. Or you can get someone else to read it for you. Uh, we, we're, not, we're not discriminatory. You can get uh, Microsoft Sam to do it. If anyone is old enough to remember Microsoft Sam. Vaguely. I, I remember the, the Apple lady more than I do Microsoft Sam, just because that, that was what we had on the computers at schools. And there you go. And yeah, we, we used to make the, the Apple lady say some... Some pretty, pretty, pretty thing. inappropriate things. Yeah. yeah, she she was not a lady by the time she, you guys were finished. Uh, yeah, um, I'm glad it wasn't actually a woman there trying to say the stuff because oh, she'd have probably topped herself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Fret Talk podcast group. Um, please don't send us inappropriate things through Microsoft <laughs> Sam or Apple Lady. Uh, although I think. If you do, I'm duty-bound to read them out on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a challenge now, doesn't it? If you, if you yeah. want to catch me online, it's uh, facebook.com, instagram.com, and youtube.com slash budgetpedalchap. Every week you get no talk all tone from uh, the YouTube, and this week I don't know what's going on. Uh, so you tell me, because it will be out by this point. Um Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at Twitch, Twitter, and Twinstagram. Correct. And yeah, that's pretty much us, us for this week, isn't it? Uh, I think our it next is. podcast will be a live one, which will be out before this one airs. So hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, that's how time <laughs> works. Um, yeah, so on myself, Mr. Budget Chup. Mr. Budget Chup. No, Mr. Budget Pedal Chup. <laughs> Mr. Budget Chup. Budget Chup, yeah. Yeah, discount man. <laughs> uh, from myself, Mr. Discount Man. Uh, from your other host, Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty boy, tatty, tatty goodbye and ta a bit from this week because <laughs> apparently I can't outro anymore. ta a bit. Bye. <laughs> Help me. Help. What, what happened in the end there? I don't know, I just forgot it to talk.
Gutted. The wife has left me. She's took the Skybox and my Bob Marley records too. No woman, no sky. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. There we go. I think we found it. <laughs>